three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tried of the Force podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. Now, we have been guest-heavy the past few episodes. Thank you so much to all of our guests. But today, you are just stuck with the three of us. And to you guys that have been followers from the beginning, you will know that Nani has not watched Clone Wars or Rebels until the start of this podcast. And I promise to watch it and fulfill the promise. And I'm loving Rebels too, by the way. But in the spirit of that, we decided to do probably a couple episodes talking about some of our favorite arcs from the Clone Wars. And I picked this one. So... This like this it. is why we need this is Star Wars. What Nanny picked is prime Star Wars. There's you can look you can it's it's just now it's everything, and <laughs> it's just the most beautiful. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I, I was I was glad in a way that that season six was so short because mm. it gave it gave. I'm I'm the creative team that urged to like, well, how can we cap season six of the Clone Wars, which everybody, you know, we, we know what it ties to, we know what happens, but mm-hmm. what, what's the transcendent aspect of Star Wars? And like, bam, put it all together into one last like trilogy act, which mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. blows the mind. Yeah. Uh, which was then, originally the series finale because season seven nobody knew if it was going to happen yep, this is so, how it ended yeah, originally. yeah. This is so how it this ended. is this is how it ended so this is the last three episodes of season six um voices destiny and sacrifice which which i'm surprised classic. that there isn't yep. like a name for this arc i was looking online and like yeah. nowhere could i find like what the name of this specific arc was uh, let's just call it yoda's hero's journey because that's really what it, it ends is. up being mm-hmm. it's even split up nicely into three episodes where he goes through each of the bit major steps of the campbellian thing that we've discussed before and we will continue to discuss in this episode but i think also one of the very nice things about this uh, arc is that it ties directly to another arc that is very uh, beloved by the fandom and an arc that we've already discussed as well and another one of our episodes that I think is one of our strongest episodes, which is the Gods of Mortis arc, the Mortis arc. So this one, Mortis doesn't play into it, but it's still the mythical and religious and spiritual aspect of the Force. So it kind of ties in very nicely with that. Annie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your thoughts were when you saw this as, you know, as seeing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, you can always check that out. It's one of our last season episodes. And while yes. you do that, Hit subscribe button right there. It will actually <laughs> notify you yes. when we talk about Mortis. <laughs> yeah. Call yeah. to action. So call to action. So yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> the ninth episode of our first season, Gods of Our Own Making, if you're interested on in listening to our Mortis take, uh, which, I mean, Mortis was fantastic. But again, like what you were saying, Goose, like even before I started watching Clone Wars and everything, there's certain arcs that are always mentioned. So you kind of know about it even before you watch it. So mm-hmm. you always knew about Mortis. I did not know this arc existed. So when I was watching season six, which 
were supposed to be, you know, those stories that didn't get told and then got told in this season, which, I mean, the season is still really good. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting this arc to happen. So <laughs> when it starts, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and even the the crawl at the beginning, the, it's madness can t- sometimes be the path to truth. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And then, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously, you know, the first episode, which is voices and, and fantastically voiced by Liam Neeson, you know, we get Qui-Gon back and, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and it's so good. The one, the only, the one, the only. And when we had talked before, when we talked about Mortis, about was it really Qui-Gon or was it a vision or was it a dream or? And I think all three of us agreed that it was really him, but this solidifies and confirms it, that mm-hmm. it, it really was uh, Qui-Gon coming through. And it's, there's so much happening mythically because Yoda is the one that receives it. Yoda, who is mm-hmm. supposed to be the wisest in the force. And as you were saying, this is his hero's journey, which proves that mm-hmm. they're, you're never too old to begin your own hero's journey. And you can probably yep. do more than one hero's journey. Who knows how many he has gone through, but yep. Yep. he goes through yep. another hero's journey again. And the reaction of the council is, is there's to distrust his feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assuming that he's gone insane or he's senile or he's being manipulated by the dark side instead of trying to listen to him, that's their initial reaction. So you it can kind of reminds the... me of the Last Jedi a little bit, because Luke having a hero's journey in the twilight of his years, and mm-hmm. in this case, the Council is the fans, like being like, "Wait, what? What's the Master doing? Mm-hmm. Going through these things again?" So yeah. it's uh, interesting that you framed it like that, because I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought that was great. I I also love the fact that he chose Anakin to help him. Mm-hmm. Once he's kind of like tossed aside, like eh, he's a crazy old man, let's just run some tests. And then you get that whimsical side of Yoda, which is like the first Yoda that you meet in Dagobah originally, which I always love when, when Yoda plays that aspect mm-hmm. of himself. And it's like he actively chooses Anakin to be the one that help him. Oh, you've, you know, mm-hmm. you've had issues with the council before. You're going to get in trouble, but you're the one you'll be fine. <laughs> you're appropriate Bye-bye. for this. I, I, I think at that moment, Joda says something really interesting. It, he told Anakin that what defines Anakin is Anakin's spontaneity, mm-hmm. which was very interesting because the very first thought that came to my mind was, well, Vader is actually known for order. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like a clear yeah. contrast of mm-hmm. Anakin, who is a spontaneous being, versus mm-hmm. Vader, who becomes just a power hungry mm-hmm. order everything yeah. so it was, I, I love that contrast it was like a jab into like eventually what he also sees at the end so wanted to bring yeah. that in that's good i hadn't seen that before either. Be- before going into like uh, like all these deep uh, deconstructions of the episode for the benefit of people that have not had the privilege of watching these episodes or haven't seen them in a while and don't remember Nani, why don't you give us like a quick run through of all three episodes <laughs> Just so people know what happened more or less before we go in general before we okay yeah 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 okay so basically that first episode voices as so far we have described uh anakin does help yoda to get away and then yoda goes on an adventure with r2d2 which is 
fantastic that R2 was included in this journey, which means the R2 would have known Dagobah because that is their first stop. So they go to Dagobah and that's when he meets the spirit of uh, Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon explains what he's, I know, I know, what he's been through and, and the path that he was on and the fact that he wasn't able to complete his training so he can't actually physically manifest. He can only, you know, talk through the force in certain ways. The fact that Yoda has been chosen as well and now Yoda has to go through the same process. And I have to be honest, I, I think that the run-through, we, ne- we need to deep dive, honestly. Like, we have to go episode by episode. It, it's too hard to just kind yeah. of... I think I think it's just, yeah. it's too mythical. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I... I like even the first episode it opens mm-hmm. up with yoda meditating under the tree mm-hmm. and the leaves mm-hmm. are falling mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which brings yep. fall fall the change the initial death and this, then what this, happens at the end of the third episode. and then what happens at the end is the <laughs> yeah. focus on the tree but instead of on the dead flat uh leaves Spring. it's the focus yeah. on the blossoming flower mm-hmm. so it's the yeah we have to talk about because yeah it's we a have whole to talk about it story. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, so Yoda hears Qui Gon's voice, mm-hmm. and then everybody freaks out. Freaks out. out. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is happening? Because like everything we knew, that's not supposed to happen. But I love that Yoda's the first one that's like, well, like what we know, no, which was like, mm-hmm. and told Anakin, it's like, and Anakin quickly. That's the beauty of Anakin. Like, he quickly sees the op- the, the openness of things, which is so mm-hmm. such a like stark contrast with the Vader, which is the Sith, the mm-hmm. the one pointed yeah. mindness versus the open mindness. Mm-hmm. That um, and even so, so like the first thing they try to do is like use like, oh, like. You're you're medically wrong. Like they went through mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. different yeah. tests. Uh, like, and I was watching the episode with my sibling who's like studying some med school and was like, "What what's the part of the brain that's like glowing?" And uh-huh. I was like, he told me, "Well, it's it's like where the vision, the temporal sound, and words all come together. So that's why." At that moment, Joda couldn't know if the voice was coming within him or outside. Mm-hmm. There's no way because mm-hmm. your brain can create that illusion. Oh, good. Yeah. So, so uh, that was that. Attention that, to paying attention to detail. Right. So, so there's, there's that element of Joda still questions his reality. He's yeah. starting. Everything's crumbling. He just know like he's noticing that. Hey, my apprentice went to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I can't trust. Even my longtime, my longtime friends are questioning me. They're against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't trust anybody. Yet, he's able to trust a voice that claims to be Qui-Gon, mm-hmm. which is very interesting because it's, it's coming from that feeling of being connected. And then I love that mm-hmm. the next step after the medical test, they go to a, an isolation chamber. Mm-hmm. which is set to induce a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from, from experience, I've been to like 10 isolation chambers. And it, it is, oh yeah, like you actually experience 
what you call your ego death. You cease mm -hmm. to exist. It's just wow. motions. You can't because you're not experiencing anything. You're in a complete dark room. You're just floating in water. You don't hear anything. You don't feel anything because the water is at the same temperature as your body. So you feel you're just expanded consciousness. And yet, Holy and yet. Yeah, that sounds intense. So it's, it's extreme meditation, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I use it as an extreme form of meditation. It's used for also like rehab. It's used for uh, anything. I, I, there's, if anybody ever wants to, there's like, uh, what's his name? Something on Leary. It's called about, it's how to use the isolation chamber to fine tune the different aspects of your body and yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm which was the journey. And then you get there and then Qui-Gon tells Yoda, this is not the way. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that mimics the experience of going into that deep meditation where it's like, this is not the way you're trying to hack yourself into yeah. something. You're that trying to not. force it. Yeah. You're trying to you, force yeah. it instead of yeah. letting it happen naturally. Yep. You and, and you, you're preventing mm -hmm. the actual journey. The yep. one that Yoda has to embark on. And, that, and that's when the whole like it's amazing how Anakin comes in and it's like oh I'm gonna use you yeah. like oh you claim to be my friend right <laughs> prove it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, I, know. And then I love it maybe TIE fighter prototype for Yoda <laughs> yeah a little a little TIE interceptor yeah I was like oh, yeah. look at the baby TIE interceptor yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously he goes to Dagobah which for yep. me was so big it's like oh my god and, and it's this planet that you know it's it looks dark and like forbidding but then when you actually get there and mm -hmm. then it's that juxtaposition of it looks dark and uninviting but it's teeming with life that there's it just like life. everywhere and then and then you get the image of Qui-Gon which is like this will-o'-the-wisp like fireflies mm -hmm. kind of like you know it it, it evokes that a uh, whole, you know, running into the Will-O-Wisp, maybe they will try to drown mm -hmm. you in the swamp kind of look of it. And then when he like attaches himself to the tree, it looks like a burning bush image, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So so there's so much like religion and, and myth and everything just invoked into that. Yeah. And, and I especially like how Qui-Gon in, in starts Yoda's journey in Dagobah by saying that light will be your guide. So it's yeah. like yeah, ma making... Mm -hmm making Yoda open up himself to be like, okay, well, you believe in the light side of the force and you believe in, in the force itself. So you just have to mm -hmm. make yourself open to it and let mm -hmm. it guide you naturally. So I think that was, that was like a fantastic way to do it through, through those wisps of light night that you were saying, because Dagobah, as we've come to know it, through Empire Strikes Back and other media, it's like a nexus of the dark side of the force, which is why it's interesting yeah. that the planet is teeming with so much life and it's something that we'll obviously touch on when we talk about the other two planets that we visit through yeah. the arc but a planet with life and then it's teeming with darkness but yoda has to has, has to find the light within himself to be able to find what he needs yep and yep. then he reaches the cave that infamous cave that luke and yep. kylo mm -hmm. and like now yoda like all these yep. people have had to yeah. go through to discover something about themselves I saw that and I was like, no, the cave. Happening. It's, I, I, it's and, so and well done. Right, like right mm -hmm. before Yoda goes into the cave, 
Qui-Gon is like, you know, give your power to that which you fear. Yes. And it'll become. So that's the power of the mind. Right now, that's yeah. this this is visions. Visions is this is the journey of from mind to spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, those are the three arcs. Vision is the mind. We're in the mind. What your mind creates is it, it ties with also with the first episode. Qui-Gon, my favorite phrase, your focus create determines your reality. But even through all that, Qui-Gon is like, well, there's always hope. doesn't matter what you go through. There's always hope. Though it often comes in forms not looked for. Yep, definitely. Um, I also do love that he actually calls Dagobah one of the purest places in the force. Mm -hmm. So just because it's very strong in the darkness doesn't mean it's also very strong in the light. It's just Mm -hmm. because it it was framed that way in in some of the films and everything that we see Dagobah, Mm -hmm. but it's still very pure in the force. So it was fantastic. I do also love that Qui-Gon from the beginning, it's the whole thing is about looking for the path to hope. So even from episode one, you kind of see what's going to happen in the last episode. That is, you're not going to win the Clone Wars. It's not going to happen. This is about finding the path to guide the next generation. Yeah. This is, and this is the way that you're going to guide the next generation. He says, look for the path to hope. This is where we do it. This is where we start. How to bring your consciousness past death. mm -hmm. Yep. And, and it's that it's, we've never known that this could happen. And like you were saying before, Mo, that, that beautiful, when he's Yoda's talking to Anakin and he's like, Anakin says, but as far as we know, what about what we don't know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and even and, Yoda, and mm-hmm, yep, that there's no limit to what you can know, which exactly. leads us into the second episode, actually right there. But before going into the second episode, mm-hmm. uh, when we go into the cave, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke sees the vision of Darth Vader only to uh, see that it's not Vader he's fighting, it's the darkness within himself. Uh, yeah. What is it that Yoda sees when he goes into that cave? He's Sidious, right? No, he sees like, Sidious well, well, he sees at, the, the, at like, Moraban. Like, no, no. No, but he does there's, see. There's, there's, he sees a vision a, of he sees Anakin. Wars, Anakin yeah. chopping down. Except he doesn't see right, Anakin. Right. He sees a rogue yeah. figure killing younglings but, 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 but and then killing. Mm-hmm. But then Sidious comes in, like, and it's like yeah. Sidious. He shows Sidious. up at the end. Yeah, yep. at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a good and and a call to like. I I, I love when Yoda asks Qui Gon like, well. Like where are you? Where do you exist? And Qui Gon was mm-hmm. like, "Where I exist? Oh. Where there's no future or past." Yeah. And th- yeah. then, so so then it you keep asking then where do you exist? And the only answer is Qui Gon exists in the now. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the that's the power of the Force. That's the that's that's where the balance is. You're not you learn from the past and you're aware of the future, but you have to live in the now. That's mm-hmm. there's 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 no no other place to be. Which at. is which is something that Qui Gon said in Phantom Menace, right? It's like when Obi Wan asks him, like, "Oh, but Master Yoda told me I should be mindful of the future." And what does mm-hmm. Qui Gon say? But not at the expense of the moment. Keep your thoughts here now, where they belong. Right. 
which yep. is uh, the important thing. Koyagan doesn't say don't look into the future. No. It's like don't for don't forsake the now because of the future, not at the expense yeah. of the moment. Mm -hmm. Which is something that even me at 11 years old when I saw that movie, I was like, oh shit, I don't know about philosophy, but there's something there. There's something there that's important. Yep. There's something there. So, and that that's the beauty. Like the the madness can sometimes be the path of truth. You have to mm -hmm. lose your mind. You have yeah. to break away from everything that you thought you knew, which we will see in the second episode, the destruction of the mm -hmm. hubris, the ego. The That just reminds me of something Yoda said, something along the lines of you must <laughs> unlearn what you have learned. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And where do you think he got that? Because where, he where, learned it here. Because he learned it here. Well, this I think this is what's genius about like, uh, not just the Clone Wars, but Filoni in general is like, that ability to not just expand the mythos, right? Of like, oh, what happened between yeah. two and three, but like be able to do it in a, in a, in a such an eloquent way of bridging all these philosophical elements of both trilogies and give them even more depth and meaning. Because obviously when we see Yoda in, in the prequel trilogy and Empire Strikes Back, they're completely different Yodas. And yeah. like the Yoda from Empire Strikes Back is this whimsical, playful, uh, wise master that says that wars mm -hmm. don't make you great. But then when you go into Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, Yoda's like this way more dogmatic person that's like kind of quick to make decisions and judge and be uh, delved into his own hubris and obviously is comfortable in war making. So like this trilogy of episodes is like so crucial to understanding that Yoda at one point in the Clone Wars finally understands that yeah. this is not the way. This is not where the Force wants the light and the Jedi to be mm -hmm. and connects him directly to the Yoda of Empire. Yep. So good. And, and that's that's the beauty, like hope there's always hope, but not in the way we expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And something else that Filoni does so much that I love, especially looking at Mortis, this episode or some of the other force focused episodes of uh, Rebels, it's his like masterful play of dualities. It's like mm -hmm. he just plays with like not only uh, shorthands in terms of like the topics that he's talking about, but also visual uh, dualities and binaries of like light and dark and life mm -hmm. and death. And, you know, uh, Sith and Jedi, because when we go to Moraban, we see like force uh, Sith spirits that are attached to the living realm, but aren't free. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, prisoners to the slaves to themselves yep. because the Sith don't want to leave the mortal plane while the Jedi want to transcend. So like, it's just such a beautiful world building, not just of like the themes that he's putting into it, but also like how they're representing it through the, you know, the uh, visual yeah. means, right, of the, of the show. Because when I saw uh, the planet that they go to now in episode, the second episode that we're going to discuss now, it's such a stark contrast with Dagobah when you see yeah. it at first. But then you go into the surface and it's like, oh, wait, they're not that different after all. Even though they're, they're framed different in terms of like how bright and dark the other one is. But then when you yeah. go to Moraban is when you finally understand that like, oh, this is the actual antithesis of the other planets. These two are actual like uh, synonyms in inverted ways. While Moraban is like the antonym of both of them. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. Oh. It's fantastic. Yeah. And this whole exploration that we've always had in the background, but this time it really did explore it, that, uh, you know, cosmic force versus the living force and 
and mm -hmm. how you transcend one to the other, but still keep it in balance. It's so good. And, and then that's when we start to leave that first episode when Qui-Gon basically tells Yoda that, you know, this is as much as I was able to learn. So this is as much as I can guide you. I can tell you mm -hmm. where you have to go next to continue your journey. And that's when we transition to the second episode, which is Destiny. Destiny. And death and then, is just the beginning. The yeah. fortune cookie. <laughs> it, but you see that and you're like, oh my God. And then you also, when it first starts, I first thought that it might've been Mortis because you, you mm. get all this bright, everything that you can't really see. So I thought it might've been Mortis at the beginning, but then obviously you don't. And, but it, there was something so beautiful about Yoda himself, you know, just letting the force guide him. Like there's no way to get to the planet. There's all this gas, there's everything. He starts freaking out mm. for a little bit. And he thinks that R2 is controlling the ship. And then he's like, I will just nope. let the force guide me. And then we get to our second planet in the arc. So what did you guys think about this one? The wellspring of life, a planet mm -hmm. in the golden nebula. Uh, I was saying a little bit before, but I think now that we're mm -hmm. fully in it, I'll, I'll give my impressions of it. Like I thought it was such a beautiful way to frame both planets because when we see Dagobah always from the outside, it's like this dark and dingy, cloudy planet. And then when you get to dark, surface, swampy, like, Mm -hmm. cloudy but you but you mm -hmm. get down and it's full of life but it's always still dark and swampy and, 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 and like swampy. rotting i was gonna and, thank you for saying swampy because i was gonna say moist and that's a terrible word uh, but then you <laughs> but then you go to the wellspring of life and it's yeah. the direct inverse and it's been a long time since i've seen uh the the, the this art so like i didn't remember a lot of the details but like when i saw the episode the, the planet at first i was like oh man this is a perfect contrast to Dagobah because where Dagobah was uh, swampy and dark and gray, the wellspring is like you know, super bright but dry and barren of life. Yeah. And yeah. it was funny because then we go with beyond the surface Inside. and we go mm -hmm. within the planet. We go within the planet where the light is emanating from it. Mm -hmm. We see that it's also teeming with life. So in a way it's like that opposite to Dagobah too where Dagobah is teeming with life on the surface. Uh, the wellspring of life is teeming with life in its core. So it's yeah. like the two ways, like the force is manifesting itself through life, which kind of lets me, makes me think now if the life that's within that planet isn't life with, from the cosmic force instead of the living force. Because you know, the life in Dagobah is obviously the living force, which is life yeah. as we would know it normally. But because that life in the wellspring of life, the planet of those priestesses is like beyond the realm in a way, I wonder if it's like a life beyond the life that we know i don't know that's just me thinking now that we've been talking about these things well honestly oh. i think the planet is kind of one of those transition places mm -hmm. like you get the living force that dies and then you create it into part of the cosmic force because mm -hmm. they call it you know that life was actually emanating from the planet yeah. and you can see when the priestesses like step on the ground like life flourishes from their footsteps uh, as well yes. oh, so which and when, but when they touch it but when they touch it and then they yeah so i think this is one of those like transitional places where you know they absorb the dying living force mm -hmm. and attach it into part of the cosmic force yep. yeah so it's, which, the, it's the literal the literal heart of the force it is the pumping yes. pumping 
something better. Yeah. It, it is in the heart of the yes. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there you go. That's perfect. You went from the mind to the body, heart. Mm-hmm. Five priestesses, the five sense bodies, the five ways through which we get awareness of this world. That's, that's what you need. That's the, the mind needs to come back to the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Face your own fears. Am I, that's, and that's, that's the juxtaposition. Like what we create inside is still life. It's still living. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that Yoda left his saber before going yeah. into this mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. And I think symbolically. The opposite of Luke. Yeah. Yep. But, and it but is what he tells Luke to do. You will not leave, need your lightsaber to go into the cave, them. but he yes. takes it. But he and takes in it. this one, he, Yoda himself, accepts and gives it to R2. He's like, I will not need this. Yep. So I loved it when he said that. I, I immediately thought of Luke. Too. But Yoda so. also does something that's a direct callback to uh, that Luke scene in Dagobah, which is when he's talking to the five priestesses. Uh, the I think it was the anger priestess. He was telling him something about uh, him being afraid, like like yeah. he's not afraid of like doing like the trials in the mm-hmm. in, in the planet. And he responds to like him not being afraid because he knows everything yeah. from within yeah. him. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's the same thing. Because Luke is like, yeah. oh, I'm not afraid of these trials. And Yoda's yeah. like, oh, you you will be. Which is you like, yeah. oh, how does Yoda know that you will be afraid of a trial? Because, because he, he learned it here. Through that. <laughs> yeah. Yoda went through that. Yeah, yes. which which I think it's so beautifully done, how it harkens back to, mm-hmm. you know, how he's able to teach Luke how he was, how he began the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. which you said as well, uh, Goose. And so, yeah, so we're in this new planet and then we meet the priestesses. I love how they're, these emotions, at first I thought they might've like represented the sins, like when they first show up. And then I'm like, no, it's, it's they're more not. Like, uh... It's more like yeah. Pixar's Inside Up, uh, Inside Up. Uh, <laughs> in a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little more and, serious. Than... <laughs> well, definitely. Um, and obviously, the hard, the easiest ones to pick out are, you know, sadness and joy mm-hmm. and anger. And then you're thinking about the other two. Once it's peace, confusion, maybe. Confusion yeah, and it's confusion and serenity. serenity. Yeah, but at first, you're kind of a little bit confused. About which one those ah, two are supposed to be. Ah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I see. I see that. I see. Yeah. Yep. But but it's really well done because sometimes you don't really think about confusion as being something that important, but it really is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Well, serenity as well. Poster boy for confusion, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and but serenity. I was, is- I was I was, I was mm-hmm. reading an in- sorry to cut you off just to say this. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I was reading not reading. I was uh, listening to like. Uh, interview with Dave Filoni and he was theorizing which I don't know why he's theorizing because he should know because he wrote it but he likes to leave it up to us right he doesn't like to give straight answers but he was Mm -hmm. saying that the five priestesses at one point were one being that like through death and like millennia of being in the cosmic force they split their consciousness which is very you know Christian uh, trinity type shit right but with five instead of three uh which I thought was an interesting way to like look at it, which is like, it's all, because it ties back to you going through your own journey and finding different pieces of yourself. It's like, we are all these separate things that we can 
divide, but ultimately they all live within one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a and that, cool. Thing. And that's the mind. We yep. we have our we have our emotional feelings and they live here. We have our animal feelings and they live here. We have our mm -hmm. brain feelings and they live here. We have our spiritual or whatever needs and they all live here. Mm -hmm. So it's it is a complete source of confusion. You yourself are the source of confusion. You that's why you start hating yourself. That's why you get your shadow self. That's the part that even you yourself are like, ah, yeah, I'm not going to accept that because it's not me. And it just festers and festers and you break your consciousness. We are just broken consciousness. That's what that's this is. Uh, I love like when they entered and R2 was like kind of stumbled. Yeah. And Yoda was like, awakened you are, my friend. The, the, tr the choosing instead of awakened mm -hmm. is someone that's been, that has seen the veil of what's real and what's not, but you're still not able to participate in it. You, you, that's what R2 stays behind. So it's an awakened being. You're not an enlightened being. You're just aware that there's this stark contrast of life and death, light and darkness. But they all—they're all the same. They all coalesce to the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the—that's the cosmic force. That's the living force. It, it feeds into each other. It's just one beautiful amalgamation of everything. Mm -hmm. And until you do not learn to love yourself and accept yourself, then you're gonna be a broken consciousness. Mm -hmm. You're gonna succumb. And and it's beautiful that serenity is the one that coalesces and breaks apart. Because, it, and I, I'm trying. The, the word just slips my mind. But that's the palo viejo. Yeah, yeah that's the palo viejo. <laughs> but, 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 if you're listening it, to us, it, give us a sponsorship. Yeah. It, it was it was interesting that Yoda like told the dark shadow self, "Oh, I have." I have mastery because of training. I have mastery. Yeah. And that alludes to being able to, I, I, I don't like mastery over your feelings because you never gain, that's, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. What you become is you become serene with your feelings. You become a being that's able to accept everything. Find balance within yourself. Find the balance. Perhaps. Well, well, well. I, I didn't want to use that because balance doesn't yeah. come until the third episode. So, so, so the first mm -hmm. because now we've been through the mind. Yeah. We we've been through the mind. Now we're now the mind and the body are clashing. The five senses, mm -hmm. how we perceive everything, our touch, our taste, our eyes, our mm -hmm. uh, feelings, and how the amalgamation of the mind what does it mean what's real what's not that's why yoda cannot bring the saber just yet because everything is real and everything is fake at the same time that this that's the beauty of this world everything manifests and decays and at at this at the will of those that enter with the right intentions it was it was very evident that the five being one of i think it was anger was like well do you have good worthy? intentions are you yeah. worthy yeah and, and what's in your heart it was it was very clear like you're yeah. worthy because you have good intentions in your heart 
it, it didn't say you have good intentions in your mind. It, you don't have good intentions on the future. It's just on your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what made Yoda worthy. Mm-hmm. But that's not just because you're worthy doesn't mean that you are ready for the journey. You still have to defeat the ego. Mm-hmm. You still have to defeat the hubris yourself. Yeah. yourself. Which is then- the, the, the next journey. And, and Yoda is very, I've been training for years. I know myself. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to learn from you. Is basically his attitude. Like I've, I know myself. And, and it's so great because then they point, you know, to the island, which we get another metaphor first. There was the cave. Now we have the island and it's that island represents what you would call evil, but is fear, you know, and then saying that all that has not been conquered basically. And, and Yoda still has this attitude of, well, yeah, I'm a Jedi. I have conquered my fears. Well, okay, go along. Go. Yeah. And then what is he confronted with that, you know, dark Yoda and, and he finds that Yoda. And, and at first he says that he doesn't even recognize him. Like he hadn't even acknowledged mm-hmm. his existence. Like yep. you don't, I don't recognize you. I don't know who you are. And the dark Yoda says, as long as you continue to not acknowledge me, the stronger I will grow in power. Mm-hmm. Which is and, obviously also direct comparison with what's happening with the Jedi and Sith in general. As long as you yeah. don't recognize that darkness, the darkness mm-hmm. is always gonna consume you. Because it's like it's like in real world, so to speak. If you ignore mm-hmm. the problems you have in your life, th- those problems are not gonna go away. They're gonna, uh, you know, overtake you and, and consume yeah. you. So mm-hmm. it's it's part again of that balance. The balance is recognizing mm-hmm. that darkness lives within you, and you have to accept it and welcome it, and it's part of you, and you just have to find the light and overcome it, but always acknowledging that it is a part of you. Mm-hmm. You can't just yep. cast it away. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love the idea that even like the first bracings of this shadow self were, uh, and I, I, I don't remember who coined this or where it came from, but it's the idea of like healing the wounded child within. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that that dark Yoda was like, Oh, you don't love me. You don't take care of yeah. me. You abandon me. Yeah. It's it's you that ignore idea. Me. Mm-hmm. You ignore me. It's that idea. It's that fear that we are being ignored, that we are not loved, that we are not taken care of. But nobody else. That's not 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 your dog, not your significant other. Nobody else is gonna define or love you at the end of the day. That wounded child can only be reclaimed and loved by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that and that's, yeah. that's that's Yoda was like, I don't recognize you. But then what's what what was at the end? Oh, I do recognize you. Like yeah, he's just lying to himself. He does. Yeah, yeah he does. stop lying to yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the only and way I that I would have thought, mm-hmm. I, okay, I seen. Go, oh, are you go, 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 go. No, it's fine. Uh, I was go. just gonna say something quick. I was gonna say like the only way I think that that scene could have been even better than how it ended because when like Yoda was pulling Dark Yoda close yeah, to himself, I thought I he would have absorbed like, him. Tron, yeah. yeah, I thought it was gonna be Tron yep. Legacy. And yep. And he would absorb him. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, I felt I, th- I felt it would have been better, frankly. Than I think like it would have ended up happening because yeah. like by because I if I'm not mistaken, like like destroys him. Yeah, he like, kind well, of disintegrates kind of, him. Yeah. 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 Which I felt like, okay, I mean, fine, but like I, that's weaker in terms of like what you were setting up, because you were setting up the acceptance mm-hmm. of darkness. And 
you don't accept darkness by destroying it. You're actually yeah. kind of doing the visually anyway, doing the opposite. Yeah. If he had like yeah. absorbed him, it would mm -hmm. be yeah. like yeah. that's and, exactly. and that was what I was accepting expecting to happen as well. Because it's that yeah. you don't acknowledge it, but you reject it. Mm -hmm. So I get the visual of it, like you reject it but you acknowledge it, accept it, take it into yourself, and then don't let it overpower you would have been better. Yeah. But it's still, it, it was still well done, that aside, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But I do love the fact that hubris was his darkness, which I think mm -hmm. was the sin of all of the Jedi at that yeah. point. And that's why they fall. It's this idea that we know all and this is the way that it has to be and we have nothing else to learn. That even the priestesses tell him, you came here with the mentality that we had nothing to teach you. Mm. You assumed that you already knew everything. And that's it, it's hubris. And, it and somebody as humble and fantastic yeah. as Yoda was still consumed by hubris. And, and he was- I think, uh to be a little meta about it, something that translates also to like Western society and Western civilization, yeah. where it's like, we have all the answers because we are at the pinnacle of civilization. It's like, hey, there's other uh, points of view in other societies that aren't like the, you know, the one that we think is the highest form of society that can still teach you something. So like, that's, I think one of the wonderful things about Star Wars that it kind of takes all of these like big concepts and puts them in kind of palatable ways so that like, you know, we can not only us, but younger people also yep. be able to start grappling with these uh, perspectives of duality, right? And, and, and conflicts of the within and the questioning of the authority or whatnot. Or, or yeah, that's, yeah. it falls, that's any even, even more like on top of that is like how it ends, like, recognizing that the beast is you and you are mm -hmm. the beast yeah and you are the beast like, well then he has he has a separate uh different trial afterwards at the valley of extinction where he sees yeah. a, where he has to face the temptations yeah. the temptation yeah the temptation he sees he sees the jedi falling right uh during the i say i think he sees the battle with darth sidious and like all those jedi falling and quite and being, uh, are you sure because yeah. I know like in, in the Valley of Extinction, he sees like Ahsoka, like in the floor and he talks yeah. to her. Uh, but uh, which so was because, that, also... because that's confusion. Confusion is making that vision. Mm -hmm. It's the, yeah. the... Well, you start. Uh, yeah, you start with him seeing like the younglings dead on the floor. And then mm -hmm. towards the end, like he sees some of the younglings and then he gets to Ahsoka. And then you understand in that moment that one of his biggest regrets is what happened with oh, that was handled yep and and it's the only time in the season that you see or hear ahsoka in this entire season that's it and it's yep. the vision yeah it is and it's the and it's so well handled and you can tell yoda at first he only calls her padawan and when he thinks mm -hmm. she's that she's ahsoka come back to us i mean no i cannot have failed you this badly and mm -hmm. from that, it transitions to that scene at the temple when everything's supposed to be perfect now. Yes. And then you see his second greatest regret, which is Dooku still being a Jedi. 
and, and, and him and Qui-Gon alive, and, Qui-Gon alive and, and Anakin talking with them too. And, and it's so well done because that is what would have been perfection for him. You know, the continue the height of what the Jedi was. We still don't know enough about Yoda's past to know, you know, what he went through before any of this, but that's mm-hmm. basically his idealized present yep. would have been that, you know, continuing yeah, the piece I, I, that I, the Jedi were doing. And it's, it's so heartbreaking when he just like walks and you can see just their backs, like Ahsoka and Dooku and Qui-Gon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan just having a conversation. And as soon as Count Dooku turns around, Yoda's like, traitor, I'm going to attack you. And it's like, no, no, yeah. no. Sharing <laughs> stories together. Oh, okay. And then when everybody goes away, then he realizes, no, this is, this is my ideal. This isn't real. I felt the pain. He's yeah. tempted by denial and perfection. Two things mm-hmm. that we can never achieve. I mean, we can't achieve perfection and we can't deny, uh, you know, the things and that have happened. And perfect serenity. Mm-hmm. That was basically perfect serenity, which isn't real. So, yeah. and, and then he accepts it and Dooku turns into Dooku and attacks him with a red lightsaber and then you're just a vision and it goes away. But it's it's that accepting of and not being tempted by the five priestesses. Because they said, mm-hmm. you will be tempted by all of us. But you have to see beyond it. So, mm-hmm. he, so he gets the anger, the confusion, the sorrow, the serenity. Mm-hmm. And he's able to see beyond that. I think the biggest trap was the serenity, especially for Yoda. Which means way more than Joe. But not the final test, because now he must go mm-hmm. on a mission from the priestesses into Moraban, a planet of the Sith, and face a final test before he can finally learn the things he needs to do to transcend in death. So mm-hmm. the fortune cookie for the episode, which I think it was fantastic too, it's mostly all the fortune cookies for all these episodes are, was facing all that you fear will free you from yourself, which Ties obviously to this episode, but it could also tie to all the other Joda episodes that we've seen before. Yep. And kind of to start the episode, like I, how I was talking about the previous episode with the description of the planet itself. When yeah. you see Moraban, it's the complete opposite of the wellspring of the forest planet. And it's similar to Dagobah in that it's dark, but then when you actually go to the surface of the planet, it's the opposite of both planets. It's red. It's dark. It's dark, it's red, it's uh, dusty. It's sandy. It's deserted. Sand Sand gets everywhere. Anakin would not like. uh, (laughs) It's 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 definitely not moist. It's not a moist planet. (laughs) No, it's not a moist planet. It's a dry planet. And no one one likes dry. Uh, But but the the big thing about the planet, though, besides all those things, is that it's dead. There's no life. There's no plants. There's no animals. There's nothing. So this it's is completely deserted and, and arid and just kind of really depressing. Honestly. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole planet is the cave, mm-hmm. basically the metaphorical mm-hmm. cave, so to speak. Yep. Uh, and we have a fantastic cameo in this episode. I don't know if you guys remember, but Darth Bane is yeah. voiced by Mark Hamill, which like uh, when I saw the episode for the first time, I didn't know that it was Mark Hamill. But now in hindsight, knowing it, I'm like, oh, I hear you. I hear you, Mark Hamill. It's like you're so good. Like you're a so Uber Jedi, Uber Sith now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Darth anyway, Bane. what were your thoughts? Uh, what were your thoughts with this? 
this final episode well, of the arc. Well, yeah, I, I love the justification of that, that you actually get here and, and now you finally get to a dead planet. And then you, you get, obviously you get Darth Bane and then Darth Bane being, I am the creator of the rule of two. Mm-hmm. Like this, just this arrogance of the Sith were being consumed by greed and they all murdered each other and I'm the one that survived victorious. And I decided to train only one. And if you want to be trained by me talking to Yoda, you must destroy me. And Yoda being like, um, you're already dead. You're dead already. So, <laughs> you're already dead. You're gone. Please, please. You have no power over me. Go away. But I mean, that the look that he has, that is, it's basically lava under armor. It, it calls back mm. to, you know, the Mustafar, the, you know, the lava, the yeah. destruction all of the symbolism that has been happening in the movies for forever, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of being brought together in this moment and, and Yoda being the witness to it. Um, yeah. Which is always like a funny thing though, when like I see like uh, Sith ghosts or spirits or something, because it's always something that's quasi confusing because George Lucas has always said, and they've kept it up with Disney canon that a Sith cannot come back from the netherworld of the Force and they cannot yeah. maintain their essence. But we still see these, these ghosts, but it's always interesting to see how these Sith ghosts come back. It's always they're attached to something physical, and it always mm-hmm. seems that they're not uh, comfortable in being tied to the things that they're tied to. They're always like a slave to the thing that, they're, that they've possessed and they can't they're they're in anguish always because they've instead of like having the freedom that they've sought by trying to transcend life they've actually become uh, enslaved by it and tortured by it and like the eternity that they wanted is not liberating in any way whatsoever yeah. just like death within the force for Qui-Gon and Yoda and Luke and all these other Jedi and Obi-Wan obviously it has liberated them and make them transcend and become one and become more powerful even though the more powerful we can debate all day long but (laughs) but yeah like that's why that's why in a way i felt this episode was kind of like the weakest of the three because like yoda dispatched darth bane real quickly even though i understand why but i don't know like at some point it was kind of like okay well we've seen this before it's like yoda facing a test and overcoming it but Darth Bane wasn't the main test of this, uh, of this, uh, of this episode. This was kind of like Legends of the Hidden Temple. This was like one of the little little tests before before going into Olmec and the actual temple at the end of the episode. Uh, well, what, what what happened that Yoda actually had to confront at the end? Wait, what's that? What was it that Yoda had to confront at the end of this episode? <laughs> Who was it, or what was it? Oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay, we're getting confused. Here. Before we get to the actual end, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that, I, and I do know what you mean, Goose. Like we've been beaten across the head a little bit that Yoda's been going through trials. Yes, but in this mm-hmm. one, you actually give the Sith a chance to fight back because true, now true, you true. are at the center of their power, and then the priestesses show up right before he actually goes to the final test, and the priestesses mm-hmm. say, "We have no power here." Yeah. The previous tests were brought by Our us. Test. We tested you. Yeah. 
and so, so, you so, have so, been. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't finish that. Yeah. So the priestess say that we have been testing you from now on. We have no power. Your enemies have power. And what they say will seem like an answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you go in there with your own expectations already as well. And now you're actually fighting the enemy. And you have yeah. no, it's their source of power. So you have no idea what they're going to bring through. And then you see the other side, Dooku and Sidious know that Yoda is there. So they plan accordingly. We are going to break Yoda. If we break Yoda, we will give a blow to the Jedi Council, to the war, mm-hmm. to everything. We have something here that we can take massive advantages. We can get into his psyche because you were his Padawan. There's yep. a connection there that we can exploit. And, and, and he's and, wearing his beautiful ceremonial robes uh, that you can unlock in Battlefront 2. Yeah, I mean, you have a Yoda that's already been through a bunch of tests. He's psychologically been through a war, basically. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it's his biggest foes. And they have control of what he sees. Mm-hmm. And they show him Sifo D. Perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. I gotta talk. Uh, there's something I have to say about Papa Palpatine is that he is where he needs to be at the right time. Oh, yep. he is the, 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 the true master. master of puppets. Exactly. And you haven't seen that episode? Go watch it. It's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, what are the odds that like, because uh, he's Supreme Chancellor too. He should be like in his office doing like Supreme Chancellor <laughs> things. And all of a sudden he's like just yep. in his dark robes. In his mm-hmm. like little dilapidated palace with his little uh, seeing bowl from Lord of the Rings, like Galadriel had. And it's just like, oh, that's per- hey, Dooku, Dooku, yeah. come on. It's yeah. speed dial. Come on. It's- I just so happened to catch Yoda at the minute he needs a Sith trial. Yeah. So just and Dooku ass- was close enough here. that he can actually get there on time, too. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. kudos to the dark side. The dark side's got some perfect time. He is the master of puppets. Well, well we. we- They've shown Yoda how much the dark side has control over the galaxy. So they got, they yeah. got, they, they, they probably control have control over, over space time. So, well, not yet because he doesn't have uh, the world between worlds yet. Oh. yet. That's in ep- that's in episode 10. <laughs> Somehow Papatine's returned. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, so, so he gets dragged in basically tries to be tempted by psycho and which is and a really crap is, attempt like it yeah. is a really crap attempt but this is why they don't understand Ooh, and i think sauce. Goose, sauce. Yeah. goose was talking about this because they they try to tell him i will show you what the sith know and yoda's like you guys are basically obsessed with the physical plane i captivated by the physical realm the sith are yeah <laughs> Sorry, I, had to do I don't. Process. Of course you did. Uh, which is how they trap Anakin because Anakin is so short-sighted. I mean, this is the way that Anakin got trapped. All about the physical realm. And that's how they try to trap Yoda, which is like, dude, Yoda's on a quest to try to transcend death and you're just offering him to live Life. forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work on Yoda. It, it's just not. So that was really short-sighted right there. So... But then what they do after that, it confuses Yoda as well. Because then Yoda 
gets this vision of himself with his troopers and Anakin mm-hmm. having a chance to get rid of both Dooku and Sidious, who obviously nobody knows that it's Palpatine. And what? <gasps> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, Mo, you look so epic right now. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. For, for, for everyone watching and uh, listening and not watching on YouTube, uh, Mo is like in the jungle right now. And like all of a sudden the wind came and it was like, an epic scene. It was an epic scene of like all the leaves like blowing uh, with his beautiful long hair. It was it was it was a scene to behold. So make sure to watch it on YouTube and like our video. Yeah. <laughs> call, call to action. Yeah. Call, call to action. And hit and hit that bell. We get notified. Yeah. And the subscribe button. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Keep going, Nani. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, hmm. So yeah, so this, yeah, you get the visual of them trying to they already try to break yoda or try to get information from yoda i think with sifo this is what they were trying to do is they were trying to get information from him and then they try to break him by giving him this opportunity to destroy the sith mm-hmm. and yoda short-sightedly which is obviously a foreshadowing tells anakin mm-hmm. they cannot escape if we have a chance to we have to eliminate them and then you have you actually see when they attack that uh Anakin decapitating Dooku, which is how eventually it, it ends up happening. Without and a prompt. With no prompts. Without, without a, with, prompt. with with no prompts. Just without straight up decapitating him. Yep. And then Yoda fighting Palpatine and Anakin showing up towards the end. And you have visually it's very similar to the revenge fight. Because in a lot of the scenes you have like Palpatine above Yoda. Yeah. And and then Palpatine gives him the option to end the war by just mm. letting Anakin die. And Yoda saying the future is not it's yours not yet. Yeah. And Which I will I sacrifice interesting thing to say because I'm like, oh, does yeah. Filoni know about World Between Worlds at this point? Did you think he was already planning it? It's just it's just such a oddly specific thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. The future is not yours yet. Yet. And and then he follows it with I will sacrifice anything. Mm-hmm. But preserve the good. And and he saves Anakin. Yep. And, Which and I basically was, was dies. Such, a, such an interesting thing to say because sometimes people would say, like, oh, like if we have to kill five people for the greater good and so be it but it's one of those like interesting moral dilemmas it's like is it mm-hmm. are you actually contributing to the greater good by killing people because killing people is such an evil thing right uh, so like yeah. that's the thing that he was uh, delving there with it's just like he knows that there's a potentiality to like stop the empire by doing that mm-hmm. but he has to sacrifice a life this is like what is ultimately the right thing and like he shows the light and the light is saving what's right there because the future mm-hmm. is uncertain. You can't, cha- you can't change the future if you don't know the future mm-hmm. because it's always in motion the future is, yep. but you can save a person that's right there in mm-hmm. front of you. And that's yep. the ultimate act of good to like save what you know you can save. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was like a, such a good framing device for what the light and the, what the light is and what good is. Yeah. It's like, Good is just doing what you know is right at the moment because you can't count on the future. Yep. 
And you I don't know who else that. is going to intervene. Yeah, you don't know who else is going to intervene in the future. You don't know what's going to happen. And that moment, regardless of the fact that Yoda from the beginning knew that Anakin was a threat. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. At this point, you you know who Anakin is and you're not going to let him die just because somebody's telling you the future's going to change mm-hmm. if you let him die. So, so, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think I cut you off. Mo, I'm sorry. No, I cut you off. (laughs) Oh, that's good. We all, we all, we all cheer. We all cut each other off. We're a triad. Yes. Right, right. Who's the one that did that? I don't remember who did that. Uh, (laughs) Was it Ryan? No. No, no. Katrina? It was was Katrina. It was Katrina. That gave us the. So, so. Make sure, make sure to listen to that episode, guys. If you haven't, the Katrina episode was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, try it. Uh, so, but after he obviously succeeds in his mission and passes his test and does not succumb to the temptations of the dark side of Papa Palpatine, uh, Yoda finally gets back into his little baby tie tie interceptor, Jedi Starfighter, and flies back to Coruscant. And in Coruscant. I, I think it's interesting to kind of finish this, which is the way that we started with what Mo was saying. He goes into that awesome Jedi courtyard, which is like a Japanese meditation garden. And mm-hmm. the last thing that the camera pans up to is the tree of the courtyard. And like Mo said in the beginning, so he spoiled it. Uh, <laughs> they spoiled it, sorry. Uh, instead of like leaves falling, it's like a flower blooming. And that's the end of the episode. Well, yes, and and but before Yoda goes away, yeah. mm-hmm. Yoda asks Serenity, "That am I?" And Serenity answers in a way, which is very interesting because, mm-hmm. and then comes the enlightenment yeah. spirit balance. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point where. So we yeah we see the, the all the arcs we see. Yoda recognizing there's something, there's a vision, there's something beyond. Then we see the trials, the temptations, the mm-hmm. machination of like, what's understanding what is your reality? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And can you love yourself and transcend your fears? Mm-hmm. Then, then you have the third arc. You have Yoda with a saber. The saber is that being you, the power gained can you discern reality from illusion? It's mm-hmm. it's that cutting between the both worlds. It's like you can delineate things. And then the death of the ego. That's that's what Sarin was aiming at. Yes, you are dead in a way because you're, you yourself don't exist. Now you are mm-hmm. a transcendent being. You're there to help others achieve and get the light passed on. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about you. It's not you. You can't win the war. You can't win anything. Because you are not, yes. you're just now part of the living force to help the cosmic force. The cosmic force blossom. Yep. And it's and, what you were saying. And uh, he's gave enlightenment, shoes. spirit, balance, and there is another sky. And there's another. Yes. There's, there's a always another. And, hmm. and there's, then there's. there's there's many, there's many. There's, yeah. there's many. But they started yeah, doing that. this shirt at our store, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they start with that theme that you kind of like need to leave the Clone Wars 
in yeah. that first episode with Qui-Gon, like you, this is not the end. This is not this where this end. ends. And then you get it here. And then you get it with the actual, you know, last line of the episode, which is like, we might not get victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. Before that, he also says that like, it doesn't matter like if we win this. He says something along the lines of like, uh, there is no winning in war. Yeah, so yeah. There's yeah. always something that we'll lose. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, no, that's, no, that's, and that's, he says something. I'll lose in war. Everybody yeah. loses yeah. in war. Yeah, and, and once we decided to join the war and the bloodshed, we were blinded mm-hmm. by that. And we gave power to that instead of like being mindful of the force, mm-hmm. which I know it's obviously fantastic, but I think it frames so well what happens in revenge also, because I always had a really sour taste in my mouth with that battle between Palpatine and Yoda. I was like, he went down like a chump. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so this is a stupid bad. fight. Yeah. I know, it is a stupid <laughs> fight. But looking at from this lens, it it kind of makes it more empowering. It kind of makes it seem like Yoda was just like playing with him. And it's like, oh, assume mm-hmm. that he won because I am going to run away because this is not mm-hmm. my purpose. I already know that I'm not winning the Clone Wars. I want you to assume that I'm gone and in exile and defeated because I have found my new path. Now I, mean, I, I think know. it's a combination. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's completely that because I do think yeah. that Yoda actually was mm-hmm. fighting for realsies. You know, mm-hmm. I do think he was like, oh, because it's that thing that's tying back to what we were saying before. It's like he has to fight for the light. And when he's yeah. confronted with Sidious, he's like, okay, I mean, this is the if dark. I can get I gotta, rid of him now, I will. I gotta, I, I yeah. gotta see because there's no one else around. I gotta see if this is gonna happen, bro. I'm gonna try. But like within it, like even in his defeat, because when Bail Organa picks him up, he actually mm-hmm. does seem like a little butt hurt. He's like, oh shit, I, <laughs> I, 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 I lost that one. But then he's like, okay, into exile, I must go. But, mm-hmm. but he knows, he knows what's up. But I think it's a combination. I think he understands that like he, won't win that fight mm-hmm. but that he has to fight it he has to okay. fight it for the light so it's like i mean i don't know i'm not dave filoni i'm just uh this is or just george lucas speculation or george, or george yeah. lucas yeah. yes good point but, lucas but i do revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah but i think it, it it frames it better as well because it's like because the trial wasn't the training the trial was just to see if he was worthy of receiving the training of mm-hmm. receiving what they call the great gift, which is that transcendence into maintaining your individuality. Even if you join the cosmic force, mm-hmm. how to, which, how to bring back your consciousness. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then that's why, and obviously explained that um, Qui-Gon didn't receive all his training so he could communicate, but he couldn't manifest, mm-hmm. but it makes, it ties everything together because then, you have Obi-Wan that is left in Tatooine communing with Qui-Gon, trying to follow this path as well, which is the last yes. mission that Yoda gives him. It's like, you have to watch over Luke and you will probably get communications from your old master. And this is Coming soon to, to Disney Plus. Hmm. To Disney Plus, yes. And, <laughs> and obviously we know that Obi-Wan is able to achieve it because he does it, you know, while fighting Darth Vader. I will do it in front of you. Yoda achieves it that well. He's obviously very old and everything, but you see him, you know, actually disappear. So he actually transcends. Luke does it as well. Vader does it. I mean, Anakin. Oh my God. 
Anakin is able to do it as well. It's very limited. Which and is then odd. so far. It's like, how did Anakin do it? It's like, it's a fine. I'm not going to, like, I still like the yeah. movie. I'm just like, you did a lot of setup for why these guys were able to do it. And all of a sudden, this other guy is able to do it. He's we'll the see. chosen one. Fine, I'll let it go. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and Leia was able to do it too. Oh, but Leia, come on, Leia's Leia. a badass. Yeah. I don't question Leia. Uh, <laughs> there, I mean, Yoda's training got so advanced in terms of his communing with the cosmic force that he's able to transcend the cosmic force and touch the living force to be able to uh, summon lightning to burn down the first Jedi temple in The Last Jedi. Yes. That's how uber powerful Yoda is able to uh, become through his training. Although, Qui-Gon could just move some furniture. That 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 poses a good question: Is is <laughs> lightning part of the cosmic force or part of the living force? What if it's a? It's like a, I'm gonna tie it a little bit to like Marvel with like Nexus beings and all these things that like live in between the realms. And I think lightning communicates with both things. So I think that's why he's able to touch it. It obviously affects the living force or like the, the physical realm but it communes into the cosmic force and I'll that's buy why... <laughs> well and lightning is both creation uh, and destruction at the same time too because palpy palpy yeah, everyone knows palpy Papa loves palpy. lightning he can't he can't turn it off once it gets going it's just staying yeah. Right. oh yeah and, and even pretend anakin got electrocuted i mean how many times has anakin gotten electrocuted I think it's, it's hilarious that like Annie, little Annie has been electrocuted so much by force lightning, but he himself yeah. was never able to wield force lightning. <laughs> like he just got the short, short end of the stick on that one. Right? But anything, I think we're kind of through this conversation. I don't know if you guys want to add anything in conclusion, but I think we've covered most of it i think i think the only thing left to discuss is like more so the comparisons right of like how mortis worked versus how this yoda arc worked if like there was one that we prefer versus the other one if one works better uh, versus the other one because i think they're very similar but very different at the same time yeah well i think even if they're super similar obviously it, they're hard to compare because this is just Yoda's journey and Mortis you have Anakin and Ahsoka mm. and Obi-Wan and mm. you have you know you have the light the dark the father you it's it's a little hard to compare honestly yeah. I think even though yeah. they're in the same vein of myth and exploring the truth of the force mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they're still yeah and and I think they both work in different ways It, 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 yeah, like to me, Mortis is more like an exploration of like the force and what are its ramifications of the force in the greater system. This is more of a what are the ramifications of being part of the force? Mm -hmm. What can I learn of the force and what can I affect within the force? So it's a very mm -hmm. personal. Even, yeah. even, though, even though Morty's arc was personal to Anakin and probably to everybody else, mm -hmm. but this is, a, this is the journey to the self and coming mm -hmm. back. Yes. Mm 
and letting go of all expectations, letting go of everything you thought you were meant to be doing. I think this is more transcendent. It's more personal. Uh, and it, it touches on the complexity of the human mind at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, how we are just beasts that came to be in a forest that somehow evolved this weird consciousness that's aware of its surrounding, which by its virtue of being aware brings conflict. It brings tension. It brings war. It brings the idea of the duality, the I am separate from this. Oh, that was, that was perfect. The minute you said that the word <laughs> yeah. just came in. <laughs> it's like, you control the yeah. force, my friend. Eh. Hey, <laughs> I should not get into that right now but <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another day <laughs> but i love like how it the journey the, the this journey the morty's journey is not a circle in the sense that none of the characters that were there at the end of the day we're mm -hmm. able to bring that knowledge into the galaxy and because they all got their memory wiped out. Yeah, they forgot. Mm -hmm. This, well, this is very... circle. It, it's this, right? It's like they start, they flip, but then they, it yeah. doesn't meet. It, it, it doesn't lead anywhere. It's, it's, yeah. it's in a way, it's more of a how can we fans understand the force? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was kind of the at least what I, I'm interpreting Mortis yeah. ended up being and this ended up being a journey back home which is interesting how at the end Joda tells R2 yeah we're going back home mm -hmm. and then once they're home Mace and Obi-Wan are like well do you learn anything any ex anything experience anything yeah. nope and Yoda was like yes and no like yeah. And and that and that is the true answer of transcending. Okay. Because and going back to that place because it, it, nothing too, really right? changes. You, yeah, nothing changes at all. You Still can you. say no, but you can say yes because your relationship to everything has changed. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a complete. So that's that's the. That's when you are not longer bound by duality. You are mm -hmm. living. You are in that balance between the living and the cosmic force. Everything is a yes and no, but you're at peace with that. Yeah. And it mm -hmm. blossoms. Yeah. Instead of like, I don't know. I, 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 to me, like one of the best things I've heard is like, you know, sometimes we think we're like, like we have to imagine ourselves like we're a flower. We're like, oh, let me grow. I want to grow. I want to bloom. I want to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the flower can say it a thousand times, but it'll, it'll just needs water and sunlight and time. And and with time, that flower will bloom. So why waste your time trying to change yourself? Rush it. To bud and bush, rush it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you just need to nurture yourself. Nurture, and that while nurturing that, you nurture others around you. And you mm -hmm. 
blossom and you make others blossom instead of focusing yes it's all part of that look at i mean there's death everywhere but then there's life that's the beauty that's the it's all part of the cycle it's all part of the cycle Mm -hmm. that we are part of it yeah Yeah. and and we we have this we have this unique opportunity to through our intentions impart and change and make things change around us and that's that was i i I, it's just very to me it's a very hard warming and calming like arc because you it's you just go back home it's the journey back home the journey back to Mm -hmm. who you are where it's when you get back it's it's different but it's the same yeah but you have you have what you need to continue your journey but now you have now you have you now you have you before you didn't have you now you have you exactly it's the it's the elixir right that's the the hero's journey like you have the elixir to fix what you need to uh, and from your point of origin but then and he actually all over again. imparts yeah. it this time because the mortis yeah. you don't really have anything to impart but then this one you have something to impart like right now he doesn't tell them but when he's ready to he imparts it onto obi-wan yeah yeah so, which is which is a good which is a good which is a good point i never actually saw mortis in that way which isn't to make it uh an invalid arc because no one grows from it because their minds are wiped but in that sense, yeah, it's like, like you said, Mo, it's, it's, it's for us. It's not for the characters because none of the characters mm-hmm. remember what happened. So like it's like nothing could have happened and they would have been in that same position that they were in. So there wasn't any, any, any growth that they had was like undone. So everything else was for the viewer's benefit, uh, which is a, a good point that I hadn't thought of. So I will, I will accept it humbly and give points to this Yoda arc that I was not giving it. So you've changed my mind. That's what we're here for. And that's why Mo's a genius. And that's that's why we also want our fans to change our minds and tell us what you think. And constructively, yeah. Do you you hate this analysis or do you love it? Did you like, because that's the beauty. yeah. Yeah, so I think on this note, then viewers, let us know what you think. Let us know if you want other arcs uh, in the Clone Wars and Rebels universe to be explored. Like, let us know what you actually like, don't like. Uh, do you guys want to add anything else before we set up? Uh, no, I think this is a fantastic uh, first solo episode uh, without guests <laughs> uh, for the triad. And it was, yeah, definitely one of the best type of episodes we do is when we discuss some of these Clone Wars arc slash force philosophical arc. So definitely, like you were saying, now if anyone else has suggestions, please leave them in the comment below. Leave us a, a comment on Twitter or Instagram so that we can definitely accommodate and have like way more stimulating and interesting conversation. Yeah. Oh, and well, don't forget, I- we have we have a bunch of cool t-shirts uh, <laughs> yes. on the T public, uh, and we also take requests for t-shirts. So if there's like some lightsaber that you don't see there or a character or something leave us a comment and who knows you might get your wish uh, and then you can wear it and support the the podcast it really helps out it does and, th- and th- got, thank you to more. everybody everybody who has already made a purchase i hope you're enjoying your shirts and if they ever come funky just call send an email to the public 
make they can't them do shit. anything exactly <laughs> no 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 but but they're really good they they'll, they'll send you back a thousand copies of it until you get it right so <laughs> then you can donate the extra shirts mm-hmm. so buy win and everybody's winning <laughs> but oh yeah well, anyways oh <laughs> yes. what did you want to say no, I, I, I the, the, the word that was like eluding me before was uh-huh. equanimity, which is, is the tra- a good word. Yes, which is he has the, the best words. The, the combination of all those five beings and taking off their masks, it's just being an equanimity. You are mm-hmm. at the same time confused, serene, happy, sad. But everything is living under one roof in peace. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, dropping dropping mad knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so, equanimity be onto all of you. We yeah. are the triad of the force. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We are on Instagram as well. YouTube, mm-hmm. Triad of the Force. Search us. Subscribe. Leave suggestions. Like. And ring that bell. Ring that bell too, just ring in case. Ring that bell. Yes. Subscribe. That, <laughs> we are the triad. Thank you. The triad. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>